This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus. Yeah? And change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. Thank you, Professor Medley. And also, thank you there, uh, oh, what the hell is his name again? Gerald, that's the one. That's the guy I'm looking for. That's the guy. Uh, you're, all right, you're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. Once again, it's a quarantine edition for this uh, Wednesday uh, May, excuse me, May 27th of 2020 from the Radio TFI Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Executive Tower out there in Queens, New York, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening, sir. Good evening, kids and kittens. I trust we've all had a beautiful, wonderful day. Accomplished much and feeling better right about now. Kicking back with your favorite adult beverage, feet up, ready to be entertained and informed for the next, oh, 58 minutes and change. Well, I think we could probably squeeze out a little entertainment there. If we give us just a couple minutes of that, we might be entertaining. I... Or, or, the, or they're listening or to I... us. Or they're listening to us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go, too. Thank you for joining us here. Uh, I think at this point in time, you've probably been crawling under, you've been living under a rock, quite frankly, if you haven't heard what's been going on in Minneapolis here over the last uh, uh, day and a half. And things are starting to get ugly here in, in my uh, second favorite town. Uh, but... I do want to start out with just something real quick that I wanted to kind of sort of get off my chest, even though it's not uh, it's not temper tantrum Thursday. But I still just want to get this off my chest real quick. The a couple days ago, we had our friend uh, uh, from uh, New York Taxi Talk, and now I'm just off the top of my head. I can't. I don't. Mike. <clears throat> Mike, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and he was asking us about some things about some apps, uh, taxi apps uh, that are in the uh, New York uh, area. And I felt like a, a penny waiting to, waiting to make change because, you know, at this point in time with everything that's going on, you know, I, I got to admit, other than a couple of stray stories about Uber here and there, I really haven't had my nose to the uh, to, to the industry like I should. But I want to explain something to the listeners, those who have said to us, "Well, we don't cover very much uh, in the taxi industry," and 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 you're you're absolutely right. We don't probably cover as much about the taxi cab industry, the transportation industry, as we should when you have a name such as the Taxi Stand Hour. Or more importantly, John, as much as we used to. Yep, that's a good point, too. Very good point. Uh, 
I, I hate to make excuses, but I'm going to make an excuse. There's, there's two. <laughs> well, here, here it comes. Oh boy, here it comes. We Ed described it to me one time like this, and and it and it makes perfect sense. Uh, we are both a couple of old cab drivers. Uh, Ed has has pretty much left the business. He still has his hack life license, rather. You know what I said to the business, don't you? See ya. See ya! (laughs) And while I technically work for a a taxi cab-based company, they're doing the transition into more of a transportation company, more specializing on account work and what have you. Uh, we have been getting our fair share of private pay rides, cash and credit cards, but we're not going after it like uh, like we once did. You know, if you want to get a hold of us, you know the number, you know how to text us and get a hold of us if you want. You know all the ways to get a hold of that cab company. But uh, they're not pursuing that business, really, because, quite frankly, this other stuff is that um, was with us before Uber came around and has stuck with us. And we do still, even though Uber's tried to, Uber and Lyft have tried to stick their nose into it here in the Twin Cities, it, it really, they haven't succeeded very well so far. So, so all we can do is keep our fingers crossed with that. But... I guess my my point in that is that um, Ed and I were more like a couple of old cab drivers that are sitting on a taxi stand, a virtual taxi stand. At one point in time, I'd I'd said that this was the world's largest virtual taxi stand. Well, it it really is. If you think about it, it really is. And everybody's will are welcome to jump jump on with us, but at this point in time, with the headlines that are going on, of course, Corona being uh, probably top on the list, but also, you know, dealing with Trump and dealing with the election coming up, and dealing with uh, uh, well, what's been going on here in Minneapolis with George Floyd being killed. Uh, there, there are a lot of things. There's a lot of things that. Quite frankly, we just feel the need to uh, to talk about. Ed, go ahead. Well, as I've always said, John, and you kind of touched on it, the the taxi stand hour. Don't let the name fool you, because you could go on to any taxi stand anywhere in the world, and while a conversation may begin with, "Well, how's your night going? How's the business?" it eventually, inevitably, evolves into what's going on. In the world, conversations can go anywhere. That is the whole point of this. We are not locked down on the taxi industry. I personally, uh, I would like to be doing more on it. But as you said at the beginning of this, there's really not a whole lot new coming out as far as Uber and Lyft and all that. There's some stories here and there. We're grabbing what we can. But whereas we used to dedicate a solid half hour on on the Saturday show to it, if not longer. Uh, the the information is just not out there, and or more to the point, nothing we haven't said already, nothing we haven't reported already, and of course we'd love to hear from from you folks out there if if you know of anything. Uh, we have some some kids and kittens out there that we rely on to to get uh, funnel stories our way, and we do the best we can. But yeah, it, it's it's a virtual. Meeting room. That's all it is. This is just a meeting room. We show up. We pull onto the cab stand. Oh, hey, John. How you doing today? Uh, boy, did you hear about so and so? Did you did you see this in the paper? It doesn't. Oh, it's not. Oh, when you pull up on a cab stand, very rarely is it strictly about the industry. Oh, there may be something going on in your particular company or your particular city at at any given time that will dominate a conversation, but. But we're not here to talk strictly taxi. We're here to just talk. And we're, we call it a taxi stand. Because why not? Not like anybody else is using cab stands these days. 
Exactly. Well, you know, and you're right. They've been pretty much phased out completely in Correct. cities as, as far as uh, a place to sit or whatever and wait for fares or whatever to come to you. They've pretty much been phased out and used by Uber as pickup and drop points. Right, but you and I have had this discussion multiple times about the format of the show. It's not necessarily strictly transportation driven. Uh, it's, uh, again, think of any cab stand, any taxi stand you pulled on to over the years. And if you get out of the car or one another driver walks up to you, it often the conversation goes in virtually any direction. And that's what we do here. I mean, yeah, we do we do X, Y, and Z every Saturday, but also the conversations go off to, you know, we have some standard bits come football season. We'll do we'll do points again and you know, we've got some of some of that stuff. But for the most part, there's no telling where a conversation will go, especially if somebody calls in or sends us a tweet or an email or or that, when that payphone rings. Oh, boy, I can't wait for that payphone to ring. Uh, will you accept the charges? Absolutely. But, but we're, you know, so I don't feel the need to. I, I feel this is more of an explanation of why we don't do more taxi related stuff, because quite frankly, there's not a, not as much out there as we would like, and some of it is just truly depressing. I really don't want to be talking about cab companies closing down or the fact that you go to most major cities and you can find, heck, I can drive in any direction a mile of me and I can, I can find just stacks of 40 and 50 cabs sitting that haven't moved for a couple of years, literally a couple of years. And there's a lot of, uh, I saw a picture in, uh, from Toronto. Uh, the other day on the Twitter, somebody found a stash of Beck taxis. Must have been forty or fifty of them that it were just you know, hold up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, you know that's that's kind of kind of stuff I want to get away from. I, I mean, look, I, I we talked about a while back when Mears Taxi in Orlando, Florida, was purchased, and that was a shocker. It was a shocker to me. Because I was, if you're anywhere in the southeast, you know about Mirrors Taxi. John actually drove for them for a while. Uh, and even though I was four hours away down in South Florida, we, we were fully aware of Mirrors. Oh, man, you couldn't go anywhere in the state of Florida without knowing about Mirrors. So, and that was a family business that actually ran it well, to my understanding. And... Uh, Uber came in. They were about to build a whole brand new complex. It was going to be spectacular. And before you knew it, they were selling the company. And uh, mm-hmm. it was just shocking. And that's the family name is Mears. Uh, I think Rick Mears, the son of the, of the founder, was running it at the time. I don't know them. I've never met any of them. I've read about them. But, you know, yeah, we talk, we talked about that at the time. But I, I really don't want to get into a weekly obituary of, you know, XYZ cab company in, 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 in your town, your state shut down today. That would just be depressing that as all really heck. Depressing. And that doesn't help anybody at all. Now, if we can spread some information, if we come across something juicy, there's a big court case, whatever. If, uh, if our buddies, you know. Our, our, our radio friends out there, our kids and kittens, send us something. Like, as I said a little bit ago, we're more than happy to pass that on. There's no question Absolutely. about that. Or nope. better yet, let us know what you got. You can come on here with us or just send us something to, to read. We'll be happy to happy to read it online here and pass the word along as much as we possibly can and uh all right so i think we've i think we've taken care of that for now there's no need to we don't need to apologize for not doing more taxi stuff it's just not the name taxi in in the show name i think uh draws a little uh misunderstanding we're not strictly taxi we're two old fat guys sitting around in their respective uh, 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 glass towers, if you will, mm-hmm. pontificating on the events of the day, basically like cab drivers do. Okay? So, right, exactly. You can't right. anybody in this world that has more opinions than a cab driver, especially an old cab driver. There was an old, old, old joke out there that went like this. Uh, 
the the people that should be running the world are too busy tending bar, cutting hair, and driving taxis. Absolutely right. <laughs> so Absolutely. let's so let's move on. Well, I, I got to tell you something here. Uh, a lot has happened here in the city of Minneapolis since uh, we last uh, spoke. Yeah, buddy. Uh, we we got the. Um, we got the uh, the officers that were involved with this were all uh, let go by the city of Minneapolis. The Minneapolis mayor, not one of my more, uh, uh, most uh, favorite guys, if you will, there, Mister Jacob Fry. Uh, I, but I got to hand it to him. He come. He stepped up to the podium today, today, and said. I want these officers, former officers now, I want them arrested. I want them charged. And uh, and he, I don't think he actually said he wanted them convicted. But I, if you want somebody arrested, you're only hoping yeah. and you're only pulling for the fact that uh, that they are um, that they get convicted and and justice is served here. Uh, but I gotta tell you something here. I am really, really disturbed with what I'm seeing in this city, and I guess I shouldn't be a hundred percent surprised. Now there is a forgive me for giving you the specific geography here, but there is a peaceful sit-in. It's basically uh, they're not they're not on the move. They're just sitting there. Different people are speaking. They got the megaphone there. Different people are speaking. And it's a peaceful protest. And it's been very peaceful, very respective. Everybody is joining in and, and they're all in solidarity for this. They want they want justice for George Floyd. Uh, but you go about a mile to the north and east of that. And there is an area around the precinct house where uh, where the uh, these officers used to work, and uh, they, uh, good lord, they are causing a real mess there. You know, not only not only to the precinct office, they've got uh, where they've broken windows, they. They breached a fence uh, where the squad cars were sitting, and this well, most of this was last night. But they were busting out windows. They gave them at, that basically gave them access to guns and ammunition that were were in these squad cars. Why you're keeping that in the cars is beyond me. But well, I guess that's a different different story for a different time. Uh, they have also gone across the street and uh, have started looting several stores, including a, a big grocery store, a Target, uh, and a couple of other places. They are just causing a holy mess there. And it's getting to the point where the press, uh, the press is afraid to go down to ground level. And who says, uh, I can't say that I blame them there. They are just creating complete complete havoc there and you by doing that you're not doing the name of george floyd any justice whatsoever if anything what you're doing is you're going to say uh, you're going to cause people right or wrong you're going to cause people who are very sympathetic to to this and think that these four officers definitely should be uh should be uh, tried but all of a sudden, people who are mistreating people of color out there, either name, you know, denying service, uh, um, just being rude, just being flat out rude to, to other people. And 
you you want you want to say damn that sucks and then you look at these images coming from this target where it was a smash and grab type thing man there were people coming out there with basket i know one guy coming out of there with a freaking rug now what the hell you're running out of the store there with a rug what are you going to do with that rug He's going to lay down on it. I guess. I don't know. But good Lord, this is, uh, you don't even, you hate like hell to even say anything about it, but you almost have to, you know, you almost have to say something about it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, it would seem to me that, look, and I'm not condoning the rioting, all right? I'm not. Uh, I get it. And I get even going after the police stations, okay? That's, That's the focal point of the anger right now. I understand it. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. Now you start getting into, you're busting into stores and all that, and you're busting up private property, and you're stealing. That's a whole different, that's, that's something completely different. That, that needs to be uh, stopped. Uh, you also had another situation in, in Minneapolis today. Uh, a white man, white, white guy at, a, at, a, at a, uh, an office gym, uh, there's a there's a uh, workout room in an office building in I want to say South Minneapolis. It was definitely Minneapolis. Uh, uh-huh. I'm surprised you didn't see this story today. Tom Austin was his name. Uh, I've already been to his website. I've but there were four 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 uh, African American men in the. It's a it's a workout gym. It's a gym in this office building. You need a passcode and a uh, you know all sorts of things to get in there. Uh, so he shows up, and he starts questioning these four guys. Well, what are you doing here? None of your business. We rent office space here, and we're entitled to use the facilities. Well, what office? What floor? <laughs> your goddamn business. And you know what? I, I, I didn't. I don't blame the guys for answering like that. You know what? You got a problem with these guys? Call management. Of course. Then he started with, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the police. Because he wasn't, and how? Did, and I think I believe in the video. One of the guys says, "Well, how do we know you belong here?" Yeah, that makes sense. You know, and in the end, I sent the guy an email, and I won't go into the details of what I said to him. But, uh, and I got a reply back pretty quick. He must have had this. He's been getting emails all day because tw- Twitter did their thing and put out his name and. Uh, his website, and I went to his website, and boom, there he was. A crappy website, too, and I told him that in the email. But I got this long, drawn-out email about how uh, there's been problems at this workout facility, and uh, blah, blah, blah. We've had issues. At the end of it, we were all fist-bumping, and we were all pals again, and and I didn't respond to him after that. But you know what? Basically, my email said to him, the subject was really, I, I mean, really, this is the day after. Just look, I'm not John. John and I, uh, we got no place to talk here. We've we're. Uh, oh, I'm knocking things over. Fumble. Fumble! Uh, look, I was born a white male. I've been a white male for the better part of my life now. Uh, as white men, we've had a good run for oh, oh, all these past millennia. How many millennia? We've, we've had a good run. It's winding down now, as it should. We've had our turn. And uh, a lot of us aren't enjoying being treated like we've treated everybody else. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun when you're at the top of the pile no longer. You know, as uh, Danny Warbuck says in the, in the musical Annie, there's no need to be nice on the way up if you don't plan on coming back down. Which was our plan all the t- the entire way that was our plan. We're white guys. We're on top of the world. No, not so much. Not so much. Mm. And uh, we had a good run. You can't knock that. And uh, so, uh, John, I have a little piece of audio I want to play. 
Uh, it's called. Alrighty. It's called Before You Call the Cops. Uh, Tyler Merritt is the gentleman who uh, who put this out, and he's got a YouTube channel. And uh, I got I found this on uh, and now this, but it, it's very interesting, and I I, I found it interesting. Uh, please take a listen, and we'll be back with you when it's over. Before you call the cops, I just want you to know the first thing that I did when I woke up this morning was yell at my alarm clock. My parents were raised in the South. I have to roll tide or they'll disown me. They raised me in Las Vegas. That city still has my heart. I hate spiders. I'm a vegetarian. I'm not proud about it. I've done goat yoga. I'm really not proud about that. I can tell you every single word off the NWA Straight Outta Compton album. I can also sing you every single word from Oklahoma. Bananas are disgusting. I'm a Christian. I spend almost every Sunday morning teaching kids in Sunday school. I am often asked if I am Muslim. I'm okay with that. I'm pretty much convinced if you met my mother, you'd automatically become a better person. My father is a veteran. He taught me how to say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, to everyone that I meet. I don't hate our president. I pray for him. I love basketball and also hockey. This is my brother, James. This is my brother, Mike. This is my brother, John. And this is my brother, Rob. I've never been to jail. I've never owned a gun. I hate that anyone at all might possibly be afraid of me. I'd go around the world and back again if I knew that single act might make your day better. I'm a proud man. I'm a proud black man. Does any of this really matter? No. I just wanted you to get to know me better before you called the cops. That's a very, very touching uh, piece of audio there. I was quite moved by it when I saw it today. Absolutely. Wow. And uh, it's just something you don't think about. We don't think about who people are. Look, and John and I make no bones about it. We simply hate everybody, so it makes it easier to, you know. Well, they're not going to deny that. In in all seriousness, though, I mean, going back to, I was joking around about us being white guys and all that, but John and I and millions of, of people like us have never had to contend with this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been the victim of what they quote unquote call reverse racism. I've gotten that from, I've been called a cracker more times than I care to think about. Uh, whitey. I even got called a honky once. Oh my goodness. That which was back a little bit. Yeah, which was odd because this was like 2003. I was like, what? It is, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> Is Fred Sanford back? Is is Flip Wilson back on the air? I mean, good gravy, but um, Richard but, Pryor. Richard Richard Pryor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great sketch oh, on Saturday. Uh, great sketch on Saturday Night right. Live from the first year with Chevy Chase and uh, and Richard Pryor, and they go back and forth with all these derogatory terms, and it's a word association skit. It's funny. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I just, I just felt that was in the vein of what's going on lately 
I just felt that was important. Uh, apparently, Mr. Merritt did also to record it. Uh, look, not everybody's an idiot just because they're, they're of their skin color. Some people are just idiots, period. I, I've always affirmed that stupidity knows no boundaries. Black, white, tall, short. No, no. There's, there are people of every stripe on this planet that are some of the biggest assholes you'll ever run into. And by the way, that includes people in wheelchairs. And people gasp in horror when I say that. I have encountered assholes, okay? I'm not talking about somebody having a bad day because of their situation. No, 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 no. I'm talking about somebody on a consistent basis is an asshole, okay? You Just because you don't have use of your legs doesn't mean you're not a jerk. Okay, and uh, let's send your cards and letters. Blah blah blah. I'll be on the twentieth floor for the rest of the week, so send them to well, the. You see the Twitter handle right there in front of you on the uh, video feed. That's so. that's right, right. Let me see. Am I there? There it is. There, there it is, right there. there. There it is. Can I? Can I get it? Can I? Uh, anyway, and, and, and those who are actually listening to the listening to us without the benefit of video. That sounded weird. Uh, it, <laughs> What do you mean? I'm going, eh, eh, oh, ah, ah, ah. Trying to point e- to my name. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah. Bing, bang, walla, walla, bing, bang. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, what? Bing, bang, walla, walla, bing, bang. Anyways, address it to, address it to add, at, or excuse me, hash, yeah, one more time here. At, add radio TFI. Thank you very much. God, what but, would I do without By you? the way, you misspelled yours. Uh, no, I did. Yeah, okay. As long as you know. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, go through too much to right. fix it all. So I just said to hell with it. There'll be a meeting about it. So anyway, so uh, unless John, unless you've got anything more to say about it, I, uh, uh, you know, look, we 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 don't wish ill will on anybody. Uh, these things are sad. They're tragic. Uh, some of these things can most certainly be avoided. Others cannot. Uh, situations dictate, dictate certain certain actions. I will not sit here. But that all being said, I think it's clear in this situation, you're going to be hard to justify why you need to kneel on this man's neck while there were two other officers holding him down and he was restrained in handcuffs I understand they can get up and they can get antsy I get that but you could put his knee in his back or something there had to be another way to do this and and by, and by the way there's an image of that officer uh, on stage with uh, guess who, Captain Coppertone um, I understand that was not him Really? Okay. I, I saw that. I, I did see in that. Yeah, that was that was not him. Okay. Although the uh, the head of the Minneapolis uh, police union was up there, had big lips pressed uh, pressed to Trump's right. ass. Oh, and by the way, speaking of the Minneapolis police, and I'm sure they're they're 99 fine officers, but if you read the statement they put out yesterday, that was so full of crap. Even the mayor said, uh, called them out on it. It was flat out. It, it didn't come close to the situation. It, it didn't come close. And uh, so there's a lot of people going to get there. But again, police officers do a valuable job, and we need that to be done. It's a stressful job. It does not mean you are above the law. You do what you have to do to protect yourself and the public. We understand okay. so- sometimes there is physical restraint that needs to be done but there's there's a question i do have for you on this okay we all saw the cop that wound up putting his knee down on mr floyd's neck we saw that one definitely uh definitely fired rightfully so um Looks like uh, if anybody stands a chance of being uh, arrested and prosecuted, it will be him for sure. Question for you. Mm-hmm. What about what about the other three? Well, I know very little about what happened there. Okay, I've seen some of the I've seen some of the video from from the uh, the outdoor camera from the surveillance camera. 
Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see anything outrageous at that point. However, there is the officer that is standing there, the original video, where you see just the one officer with his knee on, on the neck and the other officer standing there absolutely knowing what's going on and doesn't even think to turn around and say, hey, man, you know, just stood there. His whole thing was trying to get that camera shut off. That was his whole thing. Other than that, he didn't say two words that I could see. There's a Somebody took a picture from across the street, and you can see that there's two other officers restraining him, one mid-body and one that, you know, down at the legs. So that's when I say that there was... Look, you had three officers there. He was already in cuffs. He's on his belly. And then here's another, here's another, another thing to ponder with this. Now, apparently whatever caused what caught, brought the, the police there to begin with was... Uh, the uh, there was a store, a little store. It's ironically they call it Cup Foods, uh, not to be confused with Cub Foods, which is a major uh, store chain here ah, in the Twin Cities. Okay, but um, supposedly, and now I've heard two words. I've heard forgery, and I've heard counterfeit. I've heard something about the story about a counterfeit twenty. Now, that's that's likely what it was. It was the counterfeit. Uh-huh. And I got something to say about that, but you go ahead. Okay, I bet you and I are going to say about the same thing. We'll see. You want to you want to bet on this? Okay. I, I bet you okay. 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, the scenario I'm thinking, and this is just a scenario. I have no proof whatsoever. By the way, uh, howdy there, uh, Fuzzy. Thanks for joining us. Uh, the the theory I have is is he went in there with a bogus twenty dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Probably made a purchase. Probably got a little change left, and all of a sudden the the store keep there. This is just a this is just a little neighborhood store. Yeah. The store keeps it. Wait a minute. This is this is funny. All back, yeah, went all batshit crazy. Called the police. Blah blah blah. And these these guys are sitting right outside the store in a car. I think there was actually two people in the car, if I'm not mistaken. And let me tell you what I'm going to stop you right there, Chris. Let me tell you what that says to me. He probably didn't know it was phony. That was exactly where I was going. Can I tell you how many times I've gotten phony money from a passenger and yeah. went on to the gas station, went on to get a cup right. of coffee, or went on, gave him this $20 bill? Uh, excuse me, sir, uh, but this isn't real. Oh, well, shoot, I guess I got taken here. Throw yeah. it away, I'll pay for now. But, uh, when I was in business, now the guys would come in and pay for their cars every week. Mm-hmm. And I would have literally thousands of dollars in 20s. And I didn't always, I didn't check every bill. 50s and 100s, I always ran the pen across or, you know, would look, I know all the, all, what to look for. Every now and again, we'd wind up with a phony 20. And if I still had it in my, my possession, when I discovered it, and I had the bank discover it, which is okay, you know, let's do what we got to do. The first thing I would do is bring the sheriff's department in, file a report. Mm-hmm. Here you go. I don't know where it came from. It came from one of my drivers who probably got it from a customer. I'm eating the 20 bucks because that's now a federal offense. That's a federal crime. Keep in mind, this is there's a good chance the feds will be involved in this, which is probably why the FBI is there. Because if there's counterfeiting involved, and it, again, uh-huh. I, I, just based on the fact that the guy was sitting outside in the car, I'm going to guess he didn't know. He had no clue. I'm going to guess. Not. Because why would you sit there? You could have just easily driven away and it, it, you, got your, you got your pack of smokes and an extra the 12 bucks on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why sit there? Why sit there? So uh, we don't know what happened. We don't know. Total and this, speculation, but... right? This will all come out. But it, if it, 
If it's a counterfeit 20, it's... Look, I've seen some good ones. I've seen... I, I probably had to deal with about a half a dozen over the years. And there was one... I remember the deputy coming in. And uh, it was the same guy every time, the three or four times I had to do it. Uh, and he was looking at it. And it had the... Uh, the only thing it was missing was the watermark. Oh, no, no, no. It was the uh, paper. The paper wasn't right. But it had, somehow they had the watermark. They had the little strand that goes through the width of the bill. Really? The, oh, it had it all. It had it all, but mm-hmm. it was it was counterfeit. And uh but I mean there's some good ones out there, but it's still so look, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the guy printed them up himself that morning. Who the hell knows? I don't know. This will come out. Yeah. Uh but they had him handcuffed. I, I you know. I, I don't know. Oh, well, I guarantee you, I'll, I'll bet, I'll be willing to bet you that I would, they probably, if it were you or I, we probably wouldn't even been handcuffed. We just said, hey, you know, hey, what's up? This, you know, what's going on? How come, you know, you passed this guy a phony 20? Oh, sh- sorry about that. I got it from a customer earlier. I guess I didn't think to, uh, and it would have been all that. I'd have given, I would have, uh, I would have, paid it up to the uh, or made it good with the store and went you know moved along my way and i'll bet you i if this is the scenario i'll bet that george floyd didn't like i said didn't know one that he had this and again this is speculation i am just taking this as a theory going in a, in a single direction but under no uncertain terms would either you or i be under or underneath no matter what happened, neither one of us would be underneath a cop's knee struggling to get our breath. You don't know that. Period. Oh, come on. Yes, I do. Look, you and I would... You're being facetious. Okay? You and I would be sitting in our cars struggling to get our breath. Who are we kidding? Well, this is this is also true. It's Look, now, whether or not we'd, we'd have been afforded the opportunity to go in and make it, we don't know what transpired between the police... And Mr. Floyd. And we may never know for sure. Because right now, only five people may know, and one of them ain't, ain't talking. Yes, obviously. So right now, you've got four former police officers with their union. Who are, I mean, there's, there's only so much they can doctor up. There's only so much that they can uh, collude on. Mm-hmm. So what they come up with... I'm sure they'll have a reasonable scenario for putting him in the cuffs and et cetera, et cetera. But it still doesn't change. The guy who put his knee in his neck, if, if he does not go to jail, if he does not go to prison, your city will explode. Oh, you, you're absolutely right. Now, the other three... Looking at, the other three... Looking mi- Rodney King all over again. Right. The other three might get off. Because you can theoretically say they didn't. Well, they didn't kill him. Uh, they had a hand in it, but, uh, but if and I, I don't have his name, and I don't really care to know his name right now. But if he gets off, if he's not locked up in prison, what you're seeing the past two nights will be nothing. It'll be, it'll make Ferguson look like a cookout. Yes, I I totally because there is no there've been a lot of these uh, instances where cops have shot and killed uh especially an unarmed black man or whatnot and you might have wondered okay well was there something did he think he had a weapon did he this or that or the other thing this is a clear cut case George Floyd had his hands behind his back, cuffed. My guess is that he wasn't going anywhere. And if he were going to go somewhere, he wouldn't have been all that hard to catch. You no, know, well, again, ever, like, like I said, you had... You ever tried to run with your arms fastened behind your back? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was watching... Uh, 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 what's the live one? PD, uh, uh, live PD. Okay. I was watching that this past week weekend and uh some young kid tried to do that <laughs> they had him 
They had him in cuffs and he ran. It's like, where are you? <laughs> but All you can say to that is, I, here's your sign. Again, Mr. Floyd had two other officers restraining him that you don't see from that video, but from the photograph taken. He wasn't. Look, if he would have gotten managed to get up off the three of them after, after his breathing had been. Remember, he was also out of breath. Right. It would have taken him a couple of minutes just to. And then even after that officer wouldn't even look down to see that he wasn't breathing anymore or that he wasn't moving. I should say more to the point that he wasn't moving. So yeah. now what I the sad part about it was, is they didn't even get him to the hospital be, uh, before he actually died in there. The Minneapolis Fire Department had uh, had made a statement that said he had died on scene from that. Well, they had said last night they took him to the hospital and he died. So, in other words, in other words, yeah, and not, oh, no, that was police said that. The police said that. So. The fire department said that he didn't, he didn't even make it that far. Yeah. Um, and people here in, in, in this town, I didn't get a, I didn't spend a whole lot of time in uh, Minneapolis, uh, and that wasn't by that wasn't by choice. It was more by chance. It's just that uh, I was more over in the St. Paul side in the eastern suburbs and whatnot. Uh, so I really didn't get a chance to go by those areas to see. I can only imagine now. I've seen a couple of pictures in in tweet deck of things uh, where people are shooting. Uh, video of uh, well it was it was earlier it was Target and now it was uh, uh, the the Cub food store there that's uh, almost next door uh, there's all kinds of crap going on there and all I can tell you and not that I think that any of these folks are listening to us but damn it you're not doing any good if you want to see some real change to this, uh, uh, in this situation, you really want to see some real change. Really want to see police officers stop just thinking that they are the the uh, judge, jury, and execution executioner here. If you want to stop it, then you got to stop this crap. You have to stop this crap. You can't, and you can't even condone it. You can't even sit there and say, "Well, they did this. We're going to do this." Bullshit. That has to stop. Well, that's that. What about ism? You know, it's yeah. Well, what about this? They did that. So, you're right. It's as I said earlier. But, I can. But I can, you're attacking stores. Right. You're attacking private property. Uh, Target now, didn't do anything to you? Nope, nope, nope. didn't do anything to you? Years ago, years ago, uh, down in Broward County, there was a, we got a meter increase. And we hadn't had a meter increase in about nine years. So for those under 20, ask, uh, please tell them what a meter is. Oh, I'm sorry. That's how we, we, uh. We ascertained how much the ride would be because it was by time and distance. Just wanted to clarify. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) So we got a a meter increase. And as those of us who had been around more than 20 minutes knew, that always followed with an increase in the uh, lease fees and the contract fees. Because the company was always going to take a piece. The county had raised the rates. So... The uh, primarily Haitian drivers, uh, who were the majority, overwhelming majority of the drivers in Yellow Cab at the time, uh-huh. they didn't want it. Oh, they couldn't believe a Yellow Cab was taking a piece. Now, uh, again, this had happened usually. Uh, what would happen? The company wouldn't raise the rates till after all the cabs had been, the meters had been upgraded. So if you were one of the first cabs to get upgraded, you got about three weeks of extra money, a little bit extra money for the company took theirs. So the company raised their rates. They put out what they were going to be. I did a spreadsheet and I showed guys here. Here's how much more you're paying. You know, base, you've got a 25% increase in your meter, but most drivers are only going to pay. We're having about 10% added 
believe me, it, it was they were still getting more money out of it. You know, the company wasn't taking everything. So I made it. So there was going to be this big work stoppage. They called it a strike, to which I had to remind people it's not a strike. You're not employees. It's a work stoppage. Mm-hmm. I I told all of my drivers we made it plain and clear. You feel free to participate in anything you feel the need to participate in. That's not up to me. However, you're not going to do it in my cab. Because they were blocking roads at the airport. They were cutting. uh, Yeah, let me finish the story. So the local news did a story on it from the airport. And one of the cabs shown in the story, there were two cabs shown. One of them was one of mine. I had about 15 at the time. Well, the next morning, the driver goes and gets his car. Lo and behold, two flat tires punctured on the sidewalls. Because they had seen this cab picking up at the airport where they were, quote-unquote, striking. Somebody saw it and said, oh, let me flatten the tires. You didn't hurt the company at all there. You hurt the driver. You hurt the owner. Now, as it happened, uh, this went on for a couple of weeks. One night I was working, and of course the airport was constantly stripped of cars. Uh, So I pulled in there, I picked up, I dropped off, I picked up, and as I was pulling out, now these guys kept their cabs too, even once they had leased from the company. They had taken the top signs uh, off, so all the advertising. And, And I'm coming out of the airport, and what they were doing is, if you had picked up a fare in the airport, they would try to run you off the road. Now, mind you, they're in marked cabs. We know who they are. So, I come out of the airport, and lo and behold, they start this nonsense with me. They're trying to cut me. I said to my customer, you're going to be safe. Uh, I took the remote with me, left the cab run. I said, I'm going to lock the doors. Uh, And I got out, and I walked over to them. Now I had a face. I said, go ahead, what's your problem? Oh, well, we, you know, you want to talk about it? Fine, I'll talk to you about it. But not now, you're not going to put my customer in danger. I went about my business. But getting back to the point of I had to go out early in the morning, change two tires, because some nitwit got mad at something I had nothing to do with. You're going after... You didn't know whether it was a company car or not. And by the way, most of these guys that were quote-unquote striking were driving company cars. The company went two weeks without collecting any money from them because they weren't showing up to pay. And then at the start of the third week, well, uh, they started sending out tow trucks and reporting them as stolen. Uh, Unfortunately, only about 10 drivers got fired for that. You know, Make your point, I get that, but you go damaging other people's property. Now, now it's a different thing. I had one, one young guy that was leasing from me at the time, and he had a single car. He drove it himself, and he was like, well, Ed, I really want to be part of this. I said, well, you do what you got to do. Just leave my cab out of it. Do not bring my taxi there, because you will be responsible for any and all damage. Do not touch the advertising signs. Don't. Park the car here at the lot. Go do what you're going to do. But if you think for one second, I'm going to eat more damage because you guys can't understand simple math and simple economics. <laughs> but no, I've had that. Ha- my point, a long-winded story. I've, I've had my property damaged because somebody was ticked off at a, at a larger entity. And uh, it makes sense. You go, you know, look, I don't agree with it going after the police station. I don't agree with it, but, but why bother Target? Only, but you're only going after Target because you want a new TV. That's why. Like in blackouts, people go in, they, but look, going into a grocery store in a blackout is one thing. You got to feed your family. You need diapers for the kids. I get that. Why are you taking a TV? There's no electricity. You know, it's funny. I didn't see anything like appliances or TVs. This was just stuff they just took from the store just for the sake of taking. I promise you it's what they needed or wanted. uh, Like I said, the guy that they they focused on running, 
uh, rolling out or running out with a big, uh, I can't tell you, I mean, it obviously wasn't carpeting, but it was a good sized rug rolled up and what the hell you oh, it was crazy. And you know what, Ed, I'm beginning to think it's, it's truly maybe the beginning of the Holocaust here. It's the end of the world as we know it. I still haven't cut that audio. I got to do that. And, and, you know why I say that? <laughs> I know why. The world's coming to an end, my friend. Well, the world may be coming to an end because, and this might be just the final straw, but Sean Hannity is starting to make Oh, I meant to cut that audio, and I I don't have it. Uh, yes, I know. I'm going to have it. Refer- he's referring to these group of young people that were in uh, uh, Little Rock or, or in Arkansas. I don't know. In the Ozarks. In the Ozarks. In yep. the Ozarks. Thank you. And he says, look, I understand these are young people. Experts keep saying over and over again, they're at a much lower risk. But if they have to do this again and again, there are no mask wearing here that I see. Not, excuse me, not much at all. I see no social distancing. But if they get the virus, then are in contact with older, more vulnerable Americans, that could be a disaster for others. That's why at, excuse me, that's why the short period of time, it's only temporary. If you can't social distance, please wear a mask. Do it for your mom. Do it for your your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, your uh, grandpa. <sighs> he actually was uh, seriously concerned about this. I can't believe it. And this was one I just heard just for one day. I just just heard him just a couple weeks prior talking about how much he was in the hoax crowd. And now all of a sudden he's coming out and he's actually starting to make a little bit of sense here. Because, and I will will tell you why. I will tell you why. The the lawsuits are going to start coming. And now they're trying to cover their butt by saying, yeah, but we we stopped calling it a hoax and we stopped, you know, uh, it's too late. There's too much evidence they're gonna get sued by a lot of people and unfortunately we didn't even have the opportunity to tonight to talk anymore about oh you know what i'm, I'm gonna leave that alone but i do want to play this little bit while we have just about enough time from a bunch of a bunch of people on an alabama beach over the Memorial Day weekend. I mean, if he's not wearing a mask, I'm not going to wear a mask. If he's not worried, I'm not worried. The president. Yes, sir. I mean, everybody's got to go somehow. You know what I mean? You mean die? Yeah, but in a way, like, I mean, I don't want to die, but I mean, if that's what God has in store for my life, then that's okay. My family has the same mindset as me, and um, uh, we kind of just agreed that uh, if we get it, we get it. Um, we're going to handle it as a family and just get over it because that's what a family does. I'm just here just to have fun and meet everybody and just be cool, you know. Just like the flu, right? Well, it's not just like the flu. It's I mean, far people, more contagious. Well, I know, but people die from the flu also. They do die from so, the flu. So, to me, that's that's just the way I look at it. Do you have any concerns about being at the beach with so many people with not your children? Not at all. How come you're not worried at all that someone could be sick and walk by and get you sick? Because it's there's enough wind and air that's going to clear it all out of here. The wind and the air don't clear it away. Well, there's no proof of anything like that. There's wind and air everywhere in this world. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not worried about it at all. Do you ever wear a mask? No. My wife and kids do. I don't. How come you don't? I just feel comfortable that I'm going to be okay. But the mask isn't to keep you okay. It's to keep your wife and kids okay. It's to protect them. I get it. I get it. Uh, the survival rate is so high, I think... You're not worried about them getting sick because I they're going to live. I, I, we're all going to get sick for something eventually. It's because I'm a real man. What? I'll tell you what. So, by the way, just uh, I'm catching this off the Twitter feed here. Uh, there are, there's rioting in downtown Los Angeles, rioting in Memphis right now. This is, uh, is going to be a long night, not just Minneapolis here, folks. Uh, buckle up is all I can tell you. 
That's all we got for uh, this uh, particular uh, week here of the, or excuse me, this particular day of the Taxi Stand Hour, the Wednesday Quarantine Edition. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow for It Is Temper Tantrum Thursday. And probably, we're going to probably have a few things to bitch about tomorrow, I'll, I'll bet. So uh, until then... From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon, and I got the money. See ya!